0: But somewhere along the line, you changed. You stopped being you. You let people stick a finger in your face and tell you you're no good. And when things got hard, you started looking for something to blame, like a big shadow. Let me tell you something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place. And I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody is going to hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward.
1: And we are back once again
0: with The Booty and the Beast Podcast, episode 12. Something like that this time, our buddy uh, Drew Peters, a.k.a. the Vanilla Gorilla. Uh, Andrew Peters is his proper name that his mother Mm -hmm. and his father gave him, but nobody calls him that. From Nebraska, Midwest boy moved down to South Florida. Now the chief science officer of Alpha Lion Supplements. Good to get Drew on. Good to talk to him again.
1: Yeah, definitely. We used to talk to him a lot more.
0: Well, we're also we're all, including Drew, way more busy than we were two years ago. Even I mean, we we were doing weekly podcasts called the Iron Union Podcast. Drew and I talking about everything from fitness supplementation, drug use to. Who knows? Uh, So it was good to get him back on. And honestly, I haven't seen Drew in person since last year at Supply Side. Oh, yeah. Which is, uh, was last year was October. Supply Side, October, November this year, we will be there. I get the uh, prestige honor, you could say, of uh, being on a panel of one of the educational sessions on Friday. Actually, it's pretty cool. It was pretty Mm -hmm. cool to be asked to do that from Rick Collins. So we're going to be talking about the, basically the regrowth of the dietary supplement industry post-COVID. Is it post-COVID? Can we say that now?
1: For the most part, kind I mean, of. I, can, I mean, I guess there's a new surge or something going on right now. There's always
0: going to be a new fucking surge. <laughs> it doesn't, uh, I mean, it you, listen, you there's came, a new variant. That's you came from healthcare. Saying. How many, every year the flu gets a new variant, it seems like. There's mm-hmm. like a variant shot or, or there's a different shot to, to, to they take a guess on point.
1: for the vaccine, hoping that it's the variant that goes widespread. And sometimes it is, and sometimes it's not.
0: And that's how COVID's going to be. Welcome to the world, people. <laughs> this is what it's going to be. Hopefully, um, y'all doing good here. Danny and I excited to get back again doing these weekly podcasts. However, there's going to be a bump in the road coming up as we travel to Europe for ten days. Heck yeah! Starting in Barcelona. For two Thanks. two full days, basically three full days, two nights, flying a red eye flight at like eleven thirty at night over the probably San- the
1: latest flight I've ever taken definitely in the latest my flight life. I've ever been
0: in my life. <laughs> uh, over to Santorini, Greece, which is a little island in the Mediterranean Sea. If you've never been there, you probably heard I think about the it.
1: Island the entire span is like ten to twenty miles, like maybe it's tiny. Yeah,
0: yeah, we'll we'll see. So excited for that. That's that's so basically it's like sightseeing, touristy Barcelona, e tapas, drinking. Uh, whatever Barcelona go to Santorini relaxation like get in early do a spa day do some hiking check out the food the beautiful beautiful views of the volcano I'm of the so Mediterranean uh, I heard the Mediterranean a friend of ours said the Mediterranean was I think cold
1: right when we started talking I told you that Greece was like my bucket list like number one place I wanted to visit and here we go.
0: Check it off. R- another uh, episode, in an addition of Ryan does what he says he's going to do.
1: He does.
0: And then uh, finishing the trip in Rome. Italy. Italy. Super awesome to finish there because I'm going to eat so much pasta.
1: It's going to be so good. And then hopefully we get back on track when we get back after New York.
0: Yeah, in the middle and- of New York. And-
1: but basically the end of summer, we'll get back on track. We got a lot going on. I mean, we're not out of <laughs> shape by any do. means.
0: We, we work out every single day still doing our thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little Fitbiters update for people you probably have seen if you do follow the Instagram for Fitbiters is Carrot Cake, the vegan flavor oh. that's going to be nationwide at Vitamin Shop, a bunch of different retailers. Our website, which was planned for August 1st, has now been pushed. Let's just safely say September 1st.
1: Yeah, and if it comes early, then we can just be super excited about it. <laughs>
0: the flavoring system for Carrot Cake, which was due into the protein manufacturer was delayed. So I think actually as of today, they're getting it. They'll be running the protein next week. Then they have to go through QC, which is quality control, make sure it meets spec. Then it gets shipped to us. Then we get it. Then we set up production day and we have to produce it. So we're probably gonna be producing carrot cake mid to end of August with a launch of probably end to early sept- end of August, early September. But what is that? What what did we do? We we promised an August first launch. We pivot.
1: We pivot.
0: Wow, oh, she used a big business word. Pivot. And we're launching.
1: We are launching 8-1 with Twix. Well,
0: chocolate, we, can't, we can't call it Twix. We'll get in Crunch
1: trouble. bar.
0: There we go. We, we can't <laughs> we can't call it Twix Bar, but we, say we think, do
1: think Twix. <laughs>
0: we do use real Twix in this. It's a cashew butter infused with a chocolate caramel candy bar plant-based protein from ambrosia. With caramel,
1: because I love caramel.
0: Caramel, and then topped off with real authentic, no bullshit, Twix.
1: You guys, this is probably my number one flavor we've ever made. I say that. Bold statement, copy. It is. It's it great, is, it's but great. But it's such a good flavor. It's so different than anything else we've made and it's just, it's addicting. It's, it's a, really addicting. Even Ryan said yesterday that he couldn't put the jar down.
0: It's good, but I'm a fat ass. I eat, so <laughs> I mean it's not necessarily always, like listen, it sounds like I'm, I'm diminishing the flavor, I'm not, it's awesome. It is it's the a best, great flavor. the best cashew butter that we have and we have some really good cashew butters and that's even over cookies and cream and chocolate chip cookie dough. Um, Maybe because it's so new, it's fresh off the line. It's just different. It hits different. so different. We also finalized another flavor this week that's going to be a fall flavor coming out, which we're excited about. I'm also I,
1: excited about that one. I did I the R&D, and guys, this flavor is bomb. I
0: don't think anybody else has ever come up with this flavor. I'd have to research that. Don't hold me to that, but I'm pretty sure we're the first brand to come out with this well, flavor. Well, you know
1: that even if someone else has, ours is the best.
0: Well, yeah, but they're going to copy us now because that's what they do, and that's they what and they do. can, they that's can what people do make money off our ideas. I'm okay with that. That's what we call capitalize or, or capital. Cap, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. Capitalization. Capitalization. <laughs> Jesus, it's Friday. Um, I was going
1: to say that, but big you week. Had
0: that. We go to Chicago next week, and we're doing. A, A huge strategic shift for Fitbiters. No, we're not selling the company. Big moves,
1: guys. Big, big moves. moves.
0: It's going to be fun and awesome. But I'm, you know, obviously most excited that we're going to be accomplishing some business. But we're going to um, Gibbons Steakhouse, which the first thing,
1: the first thing this guy tells me when he told me we got a reservation was check out the carrot cake. It's a twenty (laughs) dollar
0: slice of carrot cake that is the size of a house. Who
1: needs that big a piece of cake?
0: I'm going to eat that whole cake.
1: Probably.
0: We're still on the quest to find the best carrot cake in the country. And right now, I think in our rankings, like this little bakery cupcake that we had up in Isle of Minnesota is pretty damn close. Keys Cafe, really good. Um, Sugar Goat, really good.
1: I think Sugar Goat was still my favorite.
0: Well, true luck is still the best, but that's because we were deprived on prep and we cheated.
1: <laughs> if anyone's ever been on a, like, a strict diet, you know how much better something tastes when you've been deprived for so long. We gotta long. look to see if
0: there's a true luck in Chicago because I keep talking about I it.
1: I feel like we need to like just get it and see if it's as good as we remember we will
0: get it before the launch but uh all right enough about us enough about stuff the the strategic news from fit players is gonna be coming out in the next two weeks so we're really excited to share that news for people with people it's huge for us and we're super excited that we're in this position to be able to make these moves and do these things and it's because of you listeners and people who've supported the brand literally since day one or even came on after the fact um whether you visit our website purchase talk about us Review us positively, all your friends negatively, and family. whatever. So um that's about it. That's all I have here for the opener. Stoked to have Drew back on the podcast. I hope you guys enjoy this. We talk his personal life about being a father and a husband. And then we talk a little bit about dietary supplements because I suppose that's what we have to do on this channel sometimes. A little
1: bit. Just a little bit. All right, you ready to do it? Let's go. Let's go. For the last two decades, we have been the best kept secret of the supplement industry. We've kept our heads down and worked. We pioneered full label transparency and full therapeutic doses because we believe that truly hard work requires truly effective tools. Two decades is a long time to commit to one pursuit, but when you act with purpose and become centered in yourself, eventually you realize that you were born and bred for this. you once thought impossible, you now do every day. We don't like the easy way. just doesn't feel right. We'll take the long, hard road over a shortcut any day. It takes longer, sure, but in the end, you know you earned it. And with the right team behind you, pushing yourself further than you've ever been will be just another afternoon doing what you love most.
0: Adding my product is going to help you get to where you want to be five percenters is five percent of the people in the world that are willing to do whatever it takes to reach their goals we're talking about business success education we're willing to do whatever it takes whatever it takes whatever it takes, whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. And I mean, he goes by Vanilla Gorilla Online, Drew Peters, Chief Science Officer, guy who wrote the guy. Mem- the guy who wrote the memoir for Jack O'Lock. <laughs> I mean, he has a lot of different things going on for him. Andrew Peters, my man, it's been a hot minute. How are you doing?
2: I'm doing great, my man. Yeah, it has been a while. Um, it's to be a weekly thing. Life happens, but here we are nonetheless. Um, I, lots happened in the last years.
0: But you know, you're obviously, you still carry the best beard in the business. Look at that thing. Well groomed with it's the perfect. point. Do you do you actually go in and get beard work done? Or do you do it yourself?
2: No, absolutely. I don't I don't touch my beard like whatsoever, like at <laughs> all. I don't I trust one person to actually trim it. Other than that, no. I mean I, I self maintenance to keep like the, the the jawline, like along the cheek kind of clean in between. So that's right here, and then of course underneath, I just keep that trimmed. Everything on the beard itself, that is one person only is allowed
0: to touch it in terms of trimming. I give you shit for doing your nails all the time. How, <laughs>
1: I haven't done my nails in forever.
0: How often do you go in and get groomed <laughs> up there, Drew?
2: Uh, every three weeks, because okay. I, I time it. I get the haircut along with the beard. They used to every two, but it's just kind of annoying. So then, rather than getting two cuts a month, it's one cut a month. Still, so it's like you know, three every three weeks or crying roughly is about the sweet spot. You know, I get a, I get like a razor fade. I'm very picky even how I get the the sides done. I get the side like faded with a razor rather than just the clipper. Life changing. Try it. You have a barber knows how to do it. Then I get the whole thing done. But one person does that. God, other than kidding. that, I don't fuck with other barbers. Your friend well, just
0: wanted. your friend's back in Nebraska. Let's just really look at you. <laughs> and be like God, look at this guy. He he's like he's city boy. He's grown up. He's he's Bougie. pampered.
2: Hey man, if, if there are biggest complaints, my beard, and my haircut. I'm doing all right.
0: <laughs> well, a lot of people don't know you. Obviously, they know that you've you've been in the industry. You're a formulator. Uh, you work with supply chain nightmares but many people probably don't know that you're a father and it's it's a kind of a cool story we found out we were expecting basically the same time you and Kathy were um, so we've introduced yep. two little two little shits into this world for the better part of the last 16 17 months how's it been for you being a dad
2: um it's been great honestly i mean it's not. I know some people like you know they, they have this big perception of what's going to be wildly different. I mean, there, nothing ever prepares you for being a parent. Like I don't care. You can read books. You can do whatever. I didn't do any of that. I just like YOLO. And you know, it's it's. I'm not going to take it a grain of salt. Parents out there know what I say, and people that don't have kids, whatever. I don't really care because you don't apply. But it's it's really. We've been also very fortunate. It's not that hard. I mean, there's parts of it that do suck. Like yeah, I mean, there's there's times where. We've been very fortunate, little man. Like he may not want to sleep as much. He initially, you know, feedings every two or three hours. We got quickly to the point where he'd get up once a night. Even at by like five months, I think even he'd be get up once, like three or four o'clock, eat, and he'd sleep the rest of the night. Now he'll sleep through the whole night. So like, we've been fortunate that. You know, the only issue we've had, like a little colic initially, but you know, he's he's a very very chill little guy. I mean, obviously it's um being boring to begin with, like I didn't really go out. So like I'm not really having to sacrifice a change like a social life. We have it set up where um, we can sit at the gym at night. So for what we kind of already did, it kind of messed really well. I mean, obviously there's the the constant responsibility in terms of hey, you always have to make sure that he's accounted for, which isn't a big deal. And it's a different, you know, what you plan for your, your perspective on things, things that you may not have cared about before changes, you know, in terms of like, hey, you know, I need to focus on making sure this is aligned, you know, for his future. Or I need to, you know, care about these certain things that impact like in terms of the community, like, you know, where you're living, your school, so on and so forth. Not yet, but like you know, those things you become cognitive of, you know, when you become a parent.
0: One of the coolest parts about being a parent is we did baby wed leading. And so we were able to bring in foods that I haven't had since I was like six, mac and cheese and like all these foods. And so I'm making it and being a guy like you, Drew, who, who, who's pretty meticulous about like following a plan, eating pretty clean. Uh, got to be honest, Drew, you got to be honest with me. Have you dived into a bowl of mac and cheese yet f- from your little man?
2: No, he hasn't Real, I don't think he's done mac and cheese, honestly. Really? He, okay. He's pretty, pretty damn clean, not because like, oh, we can eat this. Like, it's just what he tends to like. He, he's huge on, um, well, we've been doing oat milk um, with oat cereal. That's his preferred. to switch from dairy, not from anything particular. You just start getting like um, like some excellent, like breaking out like in like the, the spots. Mm-hmm. A lot of people have the lactose sensitivity. For a while, the thing that solved this colic like, was the the um hydrolyzed protein with minimum lactose and that cleared it up when that became unavailable it was perfect time we switched away from formula more to sort more solid foods anyway and we stopped with oat milk some people bitch like oh are not supposed to oat milk babies like it's fucking oats oats and water like you know if that's the only thing he's eating yeah but he loves um we'll do homemade things like boiled sweet potato white potato and chicken blended together you know the standard stuff he loves like um organic um bananas apples pears he doesn't like peas. He loves sweet potato. He, um, just, you know, the standard baby stuff. He tends to love them. Like we have little things too. He loves like a fresh watermelon. He loves fruits. Um, he just tends to gravitate toward those things anyway. So, I mean, it, it's interesting and he's not really doing like, you no know, whole mac and cheese stuff. But when it comes down to that, if he is a kid, you know, if he wants to have some here and there, Hey, yeah, of course, have some on the weekend during the week is what we have for food. You know, it's kind of, we, we lay it out and he's not really a picky eater, which is nice, but Nothing's really changed me diet wise aside from I'm not really focused anymore on like having an off season or having a contest prep, at least in the current time. It's been kind of maintaining the same diet. You know, I'm still eating no chicken, turkey, all things I normally eat, but like it's not with a specific thing in mind. It's kind of actually been inherently I've leaned out, not by trying, but you know, maintaining weight, just kind of consistently eating. You know, I've been doing this long enough. I have know where my protein carbs are kind of listed accordingly, and I've added in some other wrinkles in training, and it's been it's actually kind of nice. Like, I haven't been forcing the issue. I think you've had the same thing where it's not like hey, I'm not focused on competing. I'm not focused on wrestling. I'm just kind of enjoying training and eating as I should. My body responded accordingly. Like, honestly, like, my quad growth and things like that have just kind of happened without forcing the issue. You know, I've also then in the other world of that minimal – um, supplementation is refreshing too you know mm. blood markers are in a great place and it's it's interesting how that perspective changes and I love bodybuilding is still my main thing but like not focusing off season or contest prep it's been actually a really refreshing thing like huh let me see let me do my normal food on the weekend then inherently I find out toward the end of the week like I sometimes drop weight and like alright I'm gonna do a big freaking refeed just because my body's calling for it and I'll down like a boat of sushi and three more rolls or mm. Two jumbo arepas, four toqueños, a pespolito, half a quart of ice cream, and wake up the next morning two pounds lighter. My metabolism is doing crazy shit. So, you know, hashtag dad bod, you know, it's working (laughs) out, you know. So I look at it. It's working.
0: Talk about your wife a little bit. I think it's interesting. Kathy and you, both competitors, both into this realm of things. Obviously, not everybody is, um, you know, obviously as lucky as us having a gym in the basement. We walk downstairs at 4 in the morning. Good. You guys actually, do you take turns going to the gym in terms of who's watching Little Man or you guys take them with you and they have daycare at the gym or how does that work for you?
2: We're actually fortunate enough where we live. Her um, family's down here. So Monday through Friday, um, Abu, short for Abuela, grandma, stays with us Monday through Friday. And we have an extra room. So during the day when I'm working, and Kathy, when she's at work, uh, she hangs out with little man. And then at night, you know, it's our time with him. And the weekends, it's all us. But we're fortunate enough to have that um, help. And, you know, we, we pay her, obviously, because, you know, it's still cheaper than, like, you know, a daycare or childcare. Oh, yeah, it's better has. to take care of your, your, your little man than, you know, grandma. Nobody is going to, like, take care of him better than that. So you're fortunate enough to get home from work. Um, that's her time with, with him. We'll, leave, you know, for like an hour, hour and a half when she gets home, spend some time with him just to make sure, hey, see him today. Um, head to the gym together, come home, and you know, then we have a schedule. We're, you know, mindful. We don't have, you know, Abu watching them all night. So, but yeah, we're fortunate there where we can. If we need to take him to daycare, like say sometimes if, um, you know, we have nieces down here as well, if she needs to go and hang out, take care of them, then yeah, we can just take him with us to childcare on Saturday morning or so and so forth. Fortunate, our gym has. But really good and you know, free childcare and a great gym and fitness system. You guys are that
0: gym. So I know you struggled, Danielle, mentally a little bit with growing, getting bigger during pregnancy, not obviously looking the way you looked. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, as your husband, it was just being a support system, obviously trying to be there, right? But there were days, man, there were days I'm just like, are you kidding me? You're growing this beautiful little thing inside of you, but I don't get it. I'm not in your shoes. Mm-hmm. How was that for you? Because Kathy being a competitor, being super lean, um, you know, ever since I've known her, getting bigger carrying a baby and then the post-pregnancy change
2: yeah honestly um she didn't struggle a ton with it I mean once again I'm not going to speak for her but just from we yeah, had discussed it and it was kind of surprising and she's kind of a freak of nature in, in many ways like people like for longest time like, like how, how how far along are you because like she didn't really put on all that much weight honestly the biggest issue we had with her during pregnancy we had zero cravings zero nothing was actually getting her to have an appetite mm. and yeah, that was
1: me too so if anything
2: that was the biggest issue i didn't have any of those you know famed oh it's two o'clock in the morning get me ice cream like i'm like whatever you want i don't care we'll get it for you because you need to eat something mm-hmm. so yeah mm-hmm. oddly the things okay would be like chipotle i'm like chicken and rice like okay fine that's what you want oh shit sure like oh i'm eating so bad i'm like you're having fucking chicken and rice It's a little more oily than normal so salt but like chill then like uh she was back to post pregnancy to pre-pregnancy weight within like a couple months like it was like nothing had happened like wow. those who look at her and they're like how long ago did you have a baby a year ago like what the hell like you know not to be a dick but she still looks better than 99 of the population does mm-hmm. post baby which is kind of a crazy thing and like um Part two, speaking of that, um, she did have the c section, which is, um, you know, every circumstance is different. She was hoping for natural, but you can't even tell if she had like a c section. Like, their doctor did such a great job in terms of that, um, how he did the work. Like, unless you have to actively like, look for it and know it's there, you can't even notice it. And like, she still has the thing where obviously she's, oh, I think my metabolism got slower. I'm like, well, you know, you're but now you're supposed to say it, like, you're, you're over 30, obviously, your body's going to change a little bit, and, you know, hormones can change, but, I mean, like, your your body responds incredibly, you're not even, like, dieting right now, you're eating intuitively, training like you normally would, and eating, you know, the, the, the 80-20 rule, you're not putting on any weight, you look great, you know, so there's that mental mind fuck, because, like, obviously, um, your body does do crazy things, Danielle can attest, but, oh, like, yes. she's, she's had... Ups and downs with it, but the same part. Like she's a champ, man. Like she, you, think so, you can't even really like? you wouldn't even guess how long ago. Oh, she's a mom. Oh, how old you kid? Like five or six. She look amazing. Now a year and some months. Like get the fuck out of here, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah. I give her shit all the time. It's Like oh, I mean, I don't look as lean. I'm like, got a baby? Are you kidding me? Like <laughs> you, you look. Like, God, it's it's mind blowing, but you know that battle.
0: Talk about <laughs> talk about supplementation while pregnant because I the legal corporate. Business answer is don't take anything. Pretty, I mean, you put it on the the labels, right? Don't take if you're pregnant. Um, you know, I I have mixed feelings on certain things. There's certain things that I know Danny took while she's pregnant. Obviously, like your protein powders, things of that nature. So you're you're a chief science officer. You're a formulator. What's the harm? that you know of, or is it just required by the FDA to put that on there? Is there is there harm to somebody taking a 200-milligram pre-workout because they, they allow up to 200-300 to milligrams of caffeine per day they say is safe to take if you're pregnant? Is there a harm for a pregnant lady to take a pre-workout with 200 milligrams of caffeine, 3-2-beta-alanine, 4-gram citrulline, things of that nature?
2: Honestly, no. I don't see any issue with it. I mean, anytime you are taking anything and there's a, a hot-button issue, I mean, I'd be more concerned about, like, say – if you're at work at things like, say, plant protein versus like a pre workout, because, you know, it does, it's an earth derived thing. You can have some heavy metals so on and so forth. Then, I mean, once again, what's the, the upper threshold? Prop 65 is a joke. But from that standpoint, the shortest answer, no. Um, at the same time, it's like you never know there is any possible adverse risk, whether we be pregnant or not. So, it is this a good idea for legal compliance? From a personal standpoint, I have no problem with her taking anything at the same time, like, at that point, just doing cardio, you know, staying active, so you feel better, stay healthy, with, before the energy hits the dumps. Um, so you didn't really use a lot at the same time. If you need a little caffeine through your day, is probably fine. You know, I, I didn't see an issue with it. Um, most things, generally, as long as it's made a compliant way, shouldn't be a problem. Um, that's the big question mark, though, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like if you if you know where that and where it's made, and you trust it, then there shouldn't, in theory be any issue with it i wouldn't be taking like those heavy stimulants per se or high 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 amounts of caffeine um then it does come down to things like say post-pregnancy if you are breastfeeding then obviously there is a possibility of things being transmitted through breast milk so if it's like things like the high amount of caffeine then that could be a whole nother issue thing passing through to the baby, because you know it is connected and just in general what is the upper stimulant tolerance i mean that would be my main concern there you know
0: You and I, we've talked about this and I don't know how much you want to share about it, but I'll be honest. Like when we got pregnant the first time we were on prep, I was on a ton of shit. I was on a lot of stuff. Um, I have no idea how the fuck we got pregnant. Like, I mean, (laughs) I like talked to Mac Jansen. Like, how is this possible? He's like, well, your estrogen Mm -hmm. levels were in line. He he showed me a picture of his kids. He's like, these kids were, were conceived the same way. Do you want to talk about like, were you surprised that you guys were able to conceive when you did?
2: Oh absolutely. I mean it's interesting because a few months prior to that we'd actually talked about it like maybe the following year or the year after you're know, planning for it. And you know any it, 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 it's real. It's like in the compet- any competitor's mind. Eight times even on TRT. Mm-hmm. Let's this purpose that, that. TRT even for some people can be something that can be very detrimental to like overall sperm count fertility. That's a huge thing people worry about. Even in software replacement therapy, let alone you have different levels of that in the world of bodybuilding. <laughs> you know, so like you, you kind of think of that like, man, okay, earlier years versus current years. Is that something that I'm gonna be worried about? Is it something that's gonna negatively impact me in that way? Um, so to that degree, I'm like, you look into it, you think about like, ah man, I know tons of guys that have been on competing way longer, using way more stuff, all these pros. You get into things like fertility things, like you know, HCG, Clomid, on so and so forth, that can you know dramatically increase the um, capability of that. But then, you know, same thing. I was in a prep. I was, you know, on full blast, and you know, been blasting and cruising for quite a while. And lo and behold, you know, unexpectedly, it happened. You're like, huh? So that's another thing too. I look back on. It's like you know what? It's if it was meant to be, because like if if even all of that's in play then it was meant to happen and right you know some people like i tell people like guys do trt is not an effective method of birth control don't rely on that like right. that's just
1: oh, fucking no. <laughs> stupid
2: but the other part too i have a, a friend of mine down here him and his wife he doesn't he he's never used anything and she's perfectly healthy and they've been trying for almost a year and a half mm-hmm. fertility yeah. clinic in vitro everything and like nothing is working and they can't get pregnant so it's just crazy how it happens you know you can have a couple of the generally is everything correct, is all the fertility just cannot conceive. On either side, you're like, hey, I've been blasting three grams of gear for five years and this arms and I eat like shit and all this stuff and hook up to somebody at a bar one time and they get pregnant. You know, it's just crazy mm-hmm. how life works, right?
0: Yeah. so
1: It is. That is interesting.
0: Are you looking to get back on stage at some point and competing or are you looking at this point now just maintenance, longevity, just looking and feeling good?
2: Honestly, I could go either way. Um, current mentality is I stay like, 10 weeks out just because i like the level of leanness i'm not killing myself to stay lean however i do like that you know anytime if i want to like look good and feel good i feel like i'm in a good lean level you know visible abs and I'm leaner than most people which i'm cool with and i like and i'm comfortable i'm not feeling like diet death i'm not killing myself i still can enjoy things if i want to you know diet wise i'm not doing a crazy amount of cardio training is good i like and feel good right now i do have the itch to kind of like man like my body responded well. I have a, I'm like, I'm the leanest I've ever been at 235, 240 ish pounds. I'm like, Jesus, you know? It's like I kind of want to like get back into that to see like, damn, I can do some damage. But at the same time, it's like it's not a priority. Like I don't care because I'm not focused on a pro card. I never have been. People don't know me as a bodybuilder. I look, I, they know me as a formulator scientist, industry guy that happens to look like a bodybuilder. And it kind of, it's my look. It's my, I think it fits. But I don't, competing doesn't make me money. Competing doesn't, cost bills. Money. competing doesn't make me or lose. It, it, competing is not going to make me money. It's not going to increase my, how well I do my job. So mm-hmm. I do it because if I were to again, because I want to. And I do enjoy competing. I do enjoy the stage. I do enjoy the process. Um, But it's, you know, it's, it's not even like it's that crazy because we have a stair climber at home, we train the gym anyway. It wouldn't be that dramatic. But like I just feel that's, it would be time away, at least initially, um, from, you know, that enjoying the experiences with with Little Man, you know, at this point. She's, you know, same thing, same, same mindset. She just started her, her new thing career-wise, and, you know, is that going to take away from the other priorities, you know? You can do all those things, and that's the part I've learned, too, is, like, I don't have to go into contest prep to lean out to look how I want to look. I don't have to be super on point locked in prep mode diet-wise to maintain that lean. It's year-round and especially because i'm not definitely I, I have no plans whatsoever of doing another off season and force feeding food and trying to hit you know 270 280 pounds <sighs> again because it's fucking uncomfortable it's so much food it just you don't and then like okay now i gotta call this shit off again mm-hmm. like why i'd rather you know just let the muscle gain happen if i feel like hey let's focus on the omega growth for a little bit scale back on that okay, increase calories you know half a pound a pound a month Nothing crazy, you know. Mm Supplement supplementation where the thing is in there, it's great. But blood works in check, and you know. So that's kind of where I am. So yes and no, but right now I'm not. I don't have a show date in mind. Let's put it that way.
0: Drew, you mentioned before when we're talking about you not being known as a bodybuilder, but being known as a scientist, an industry guy. Let's let's focus on the word guy because it is a boys' club, right? I mean, this the dietary supplement space for as long as I know has been the boys' club with very minimal. Influence from females in terms of formulation, in terms of like marketing. Now you look at some of the bigger retailers in, in the business, right? Vitamin Shop CEO, Sharon Letty, female. Um, Glombia, I believe the CEO there is is also a female, right? At Glombia? I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Um, one thing that dietary supplement companies have a very difficult time of, and you can attest to this being in several different companies, is, is reaching the female demographic. Do you think we're gonna get more female people within the industry or is it going to come from influence like the Katie Hearns of the world and that way of speaking to the females?
2: Yeah, it's interesting. And I've I noticed that trend as well, a trend, but just over observation as well. I can't say that I know any female formulators. And again, people that do exactly what I do is very few and far between. Like most people, is you done by groupthink at, at a company or whatever whatever method they rely on I man. Um actually I think I know like maybe couple. Just, maybe two or three and they're like strictly in R and D. Some there's some very, very 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 brilliant minds mm-hmm. in R and D that I, I know that are females in the industry and they tend to work more so on the QC standpoint of things um or on the like just kind of management of R and D, but um and they crush on the sales side. Like a ton of my sales reps actually are females. And they're, they're fantastic at their job. They're very organized. They're great at it. I think it's just um, not so much where people don't want the female formulators or don't have an interest in it. It just – the way I look at this too is like, once again, the miming of opening that can of worms. But just in terms of like the the pay gap, things like that. And it's also you take a look at that from perspective of what – jobs or people doing. It seems that, I, I can't remember who put it this way, but it was a very good observation. It's like, men are interested in things, women tend to be more interested in people, in terms of what the career paths are. When you look at the guys, the, the dominant things, okay, more of like the the numbers, the analytics, like the, the nuts and bolts, the how, the why, the removing the human element. Women were naturally, once again, I don't care if you're woke or not, women tend to be more the nurturing side, mm-hmm. tend to be more things where it's more interaction with the people, the empathy, the the reaction, the relationships, you know, that's why you're going to see tons more nurses that are female mm-hmm. versus guys. Right. That's why you're also going to tend to see, in, see the sales thing. People, people, you know, ladies are like, they're great at it,
0: mm-hmm. you know, but
2: me, I'm on the analytical side in the science side of it. There's brilliant female scientists. That's not even a thing. It's just like in a specific place, you know, it's, it's just come from your perspective, but to that being said, it is refreshing that there are a few, and I, I think it's it's dumb like they have yet touch this as well to anywhere. Female-specific products are supplements just for guys, supplements just for women. I think that for the most part, that's interchangeable. But it, it, you do have to go obviously go after like you know your larger demographic. A lot of when you look at the nuts and bolts, and a lot of the the buyers of sports nutrition tend to be that eighteen to twenty-three year old, whatever that you know mid twenties. Guy mm-hmm. looking at to get yeah, gain muscle, look good for the beach, gym rat, typical thing. But you know, women are joining that category, which is awesome. And mm-hmm. there is some really cool things on the branding side that have started to emerge. You know, like Alani is just doing big things, and it's more of a female centric brand. Um, I like that brand, like at least I like their drinks. Let's put it that way. The design's cool. I think their products, there's nothing special about them. Mm -hmm. However, I do enjoy their energy. They taste awesome, but the the, the packaging is really cool, but it's got that soft, more kind of like uh, comic-y feel to it. It's really cool, Mm -hmm. you know. So that comes back to not trying to spread yourself too thin. I do think that there are opportunities, and I'd love to do more of it, like female-specific products, not because it's marketing for females, but like, hey, there's specific female needs that never get addressed, you know, like some of the even within products, some of the – Things that women tend to gravitate to or, you know, hormone balance, um,
1: mm-hmm. you know,
2: collagen, you know, things like that. Obvi does a great job of that in terms of really going after the demographic. It, it, it's not feminine branding per se, but it has that more approachable open feel where like anybody would use it. You know, to you're not going to think of like a 260 pound meathead bodybuilder talking about collagen, you know, being a sponsored athlete. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you know, it, it's approachable. Yeah. Um, so I do think we're going to continue to see more of that. And I love that because, you know, that is something that is needed and it just, you know, and, and all the lines are blurring. You're mm-hmm. seeing a lot more, like, I am sorry, I'm not on board with this. I, I put some, you know, talk about the beard and the hair, you know, I my, I have a skincare routine, right? You know, you at 30, you know, I like take care of that. I use some good beard products, you know, I'm best, but the whole makeup for men thing. I'm like, guys, just, just fucking stop. <laughs> like... Uh, if you go on Instagram and it's like, you'll see like, like, it's like more of a men's style or whatever. And you watch it, and like the dude, like the dude, like a fast forward haircut thing and he like holds up the product. And I'm like, okay, okay. And then it gets like the point he was like, they start like doing shit with his beard. He like gets a beard straightener and like, it's like three drops of oil and like, seems excessive. Then all of a sudden he like holds up a brush and starts studying the foundation of the garden. Now he lost me. Oh yeah. <laughs> like he had me till then. You had me till then. He had, yeah. then. He had the that was stuff, but he caught me with the makeup thing in my like, bro. Right. Come on. Unless you're
0: getting on, on, on a movie
2: set. Mm-hmm. Like, then again, I mean, there's some dudes that probably could use some makeup before I look better. But. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> I will say this when it comes to females, I, I think we're obviously progressing in the right direction. And I think social media helps with that. As much as I hate social media, I think it does help with that. You know, you have the Beaumars, the or her, the Kitty Hearns, and the the World doing it. But cause you look at, like, Danny's got some friends that you know, dabble in the MLM shit. You know, like, you you and I know all about this stuff, right? (laughs) But if you traditionally look on social media, it's Abacare, it's Isagenix, it's Plexius, or whatever these brands are, and it's traditionally women. So for the argument where people will say, well, women just aren't interested, that's not true. We just don't know how to speak to them. And, uh, you know, so I think by getting the right influencers, ambassadors, I know, like, Arms Race does a really good job. Doug Miller's got Sweeney, the family there. She does a really good job of speaking to people. But, I mean, it's, Drew and I can attest to this, too, like, the females, they they carry the checkbook. I mean, they they're the ones who kind of drive finances. So if we can find a way to speak to them, and to your point, like hormones are completely different for females than it is males. So I, I like that we're starting to see different products out there with Pregnenolone, and nisital. Some of these different ingredients that could help. Um, I gotta ask Drew this because you've been formulating now for brands. How many years have you been doing this? Um,
2: kind of consulting wise, since 2013. So almost
0: 10 so almost 10 years what's been the biggest dud you've ever formulated and brought to market biggest
2: dud <sighs> honestly I have to say like nothing nothing's ever like crashed like a lead balloon everything has either been well received or kind of did exactly what it was supposed to be um, I'd say one of the biggest things that just I think it had way too much actually okay that's a good one so I came in on the early then the later stages of it. I wasn't fully ingrained with in the company at the time, and I, I love the idea of it. But I think it just there was so much rush to bring it to market. Um, when I was at ProSups, there was a couple things we went very big and very heavy on that I think had a ton of potential, but it was just very, 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 very tough in that space. And you know, it, it's so. They're big, big cash decisions, big cash investments. Mm. Uh, the high power potion, the first version of that, I think that had a massive potential. Everybody was loving it, but then it just didn't go over as well. Um, but you also guys had Kali. Have,
0: I mean, you had some big names yeah. attached to that project,
2: yeah. And it, 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 I think, it had a ton of potential, but it just, you know, it just, it's so hard to, to get an energy drink going, especially that time Bang was still growing rapidly you know it was like uh, there wasn't as much I guess except and now there's tons of them I think entering the market now is still like saturated but I think that one was um, one that could have done a lot better and it wasn't a bad product I still think it was awesome it just it just unfortunately just didn't give a traction and we thought it would um, at the same time uh, the My Bar and the My Cookie, mm, I right. think, were another two things that we were very heavily invested in, and I think had a lot more potential. But at that time, that cookie was a nightmare, and fuck Bakery Barn. Like, I can't stand <laughs> that company. I will never do business with them, like, by choice, ever, Um, mainly because uh, that cookie was initially something that, you know, was in development, thought of, and talked about with, with ProSubs, right? And some other co cool men are guilty of doing this. But this is a, four, a good example of this. They worked on it, they RD'd it, they got everything ready, and then they end up trying to sell the same damn cookie mm-hmm. to anybody. At the same time, ProSups launched the, the My Cookie. You're seeing Muscle Tech launch the Protein Cookie. That same cookie was being marketed. I went to Gap Next. Those damn cookies were in the freezer. They're trying to sell it to GAT, and GAT ended up not launching it because, like, they said, "Nah, we're, we're gonna hold off," and they never release anything. It seems that's always a bottleneck. But the cookie was being promoted there. The students hit did the exact same cookie with coating on it. Icon Meals in Dallas sold the same damn cookie, um, and I want to say there's at least two other brands I'm sure. using the same damn cookie made by the same place it got whored out. And the problem was, is that was of those things. I, I love it, but I don't, uh, protein bars are a massive pain in the ass because they're typically a lot of these, they, they don't age well. Uh-huh. Um, there's so many things that can go wrong. And when you start adjusting macros, it's more of a food, you know, you never know how it's going to age. Um, the consumer experience, you have a one chance to impress somebody. If they get an older one or one that's not good, that customer is dead. It's a way different story versus having something made in the lab, benchtop sample, seven RD to taste versus going into mass production. They didn't age well. Um, they got kind of hard, quick, a couple of the flavors. One of them was a flavor that had never been used in commercialization before uh, the lemon. And it tasted amazing, but then it didn't age well. I get this weird ammonia kind of smell that started to break down after a couple months. And it just was unbearable. The fat kind of got this more rancid taste to it in the cookie. Like it just, there were so many unknown variables, and unfortunately, you know that's why you don't see any of these cookies anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I say those three were probably you know the biggest investment wise I've been a part of that just didn't get the traction or didn't pan out like we thought they would.
0: What was the pre workout you were involved in at Pro Sups with the black label? It was one I think stacks product of the of it was the Arnold a, Icon. So that one had a lot All of right. hype too, a ton of hype, hype, and I don't, I don't see it anymore. Do, what yeah. happened with that?
2: It just didn't get the reception we thought. It was something we actually teamed up with Vitamin Shoppe an exclusive on. It was very expensive. I think it was kind of ahead of its time. Now you see a lot of these. They call it fuck you pre-workouts, right? Just we're going to load this thing. It's going to be ultra premium. This is the coolest damn thing out there. It's probably, it's one of the coolest things I've made, honestly. But the thing, it was so ahead of its time from some of the stuff we put in it that people just didn't understand it. And the price point when it's like almost $60 for 20 servings, you know, it was an expensive product to make. And mm-hmm. it just, it's really hard to get the average person to, to um, understand it, to want it, Actually, your supplement junkie looks like, oh my God, this is amazing, and they bought it. But then, when you have the average first walk-in store buy shop, you know, for pre-workout, I got this over here for thirty bucks for thirty servings, or I got this one for twenty servings for you know fifty-four ninety-nine. It's a hard sell, and you're relying on the people in the store to tell them why the product's better. That's a battle of anybody. Right. It's just mm-hmm. very expensive and it's
0: a hard for product to move. One thing I the listening public have no clue. Like imagine this pre-workout being fifty-five dollars. When ProSubs does marketing programs with Vitamin Shop and they're doing a percentage off sale, say a twenty percent off sale, that twenty percent off sale comes out of ProSubs pocket, not at the dollar amount that Vitamin Shop pays for that product, but at the list price. So if it's listed at sixty bucks, they're giving back twelve dollars a unit. Now it's forty-eight dollars. And so if they're selling to say vitamin shop for twenty Three dollars. They're only making eleven bucks, and they're still shipping. I mean, so there's a lot of things that customers don't understand behind that. Um, so on that same breath, then, what, what's the, been the product that you've been involved in that has either had the best sales success or that you're most proud of?
2: Um, in terms of actually being cool and hitting the market, I think that the Hyde Icon was up there. There was a lot of firsts. In a product that just unfortunately didn't get a lot of traction. The Dr. Jekyll Stimfree was one we released at ProSubs a couple months before the Icon. It was the first to use a New Level. It was the, one of the very first products to use Alpinia Galanga, which is now everybody's using the, the Um, It was one of the only products I've seen with Silastris Paniculatus, which is a really cool nootropic ingredient that I'm a fan of. Um, it had a lot of cool tech that nobody had used. I was also the very first to use the Burn GP the grains of paradise everybody uses that product. had all those firsts and on that one product i love that damn thing that was actually my go-to um forever on the STEM free version of it. it it worked really well but the people see stem free and like oh it's not gonna feel anything it, it was a, that was a really cool product um success wise i mean um a lot of things that dragon went over very 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 well um revamping that product i'm probably actually most proud of how that line came together, Mm -hmm. because I did a complete rebrand with Rojas, the designer there at the time, and myself, and just the look and the feel of that brand, how we got the packaging to look on top of how cool the products were. like That was a very fun project. I think the RX series, although I had to cheapen it a little bit from what I wanted it to be, was a very fun project. I love that packaging, the white with the silver and the light blue. Um, That idea actually... I had since early 2017, and I finally got to do it. You know, three years later, I think that one is one of my favorite ones that I got released in terms of how cool it was. Once again, it's hard to have people understand gut health. It's hard to have people understand cardiovascular health. You know, as cool as it may be, that was really hard to market. Um, current one, uh, the stuff that's. Alpha line I've been rolling out has been been really cool. We have, have some very cool things that are going to be industry firsts, um, hopefully at the end of the year. And I'm not saying that lightly. we work on some very cool stuff in the present. Same thing. Another category that's already out there, but we're going to probably – uh, we will be the first to do it this way. Is probably a one launch. I'm very excited for the Apex Burn Thermo. We launched – that was my most recent product launch. Yeah, I texted um, you about that. I that like was, it. I love that Thermo powder. Yeah. And I was like, this is cool. Um, and even me saying that, you know, I made the damn thing but there's a lot of cool tech in there, there's a lot of cool pathways that most people just don't think about just, I, I hate doing the same thing that everybody else does, I hate like just doing the same shit, I hate copying and pasting I just refuse to borrow science it's just like, but why? you have to have some of that obviously because you have to think of the end consumer, the end consumer is not me and you have to look at things you're like you know me, I'd rather have nitros than ever citrulline but getting people to understand that of citrulline and there's nothing wrong with citrulline, but if people look for it, it's search terms and people are like, Oh, it doesn't have 25 grams of citrulline compared to this over here. It's not good. That's the, that's the battle you always have to balance. You have to remember to remove yourself from the equation, bring some new cool tech, be able to explain it, but also have some familiarity, you know, if you have a pre-workout with no beta alanine, no citrulline, or like even like I what's I what suppose I brought the name to these days. Social one, day down and probably big two. If you have a product without that, it's going to be really hard yeah. to have people mm-hmm. understand
0: it. Very. I totally agree. How how has Elf Line been for you? A lot of people. I mean, you've been there for a, a hot minute now. Not super long, but you know, Jordan and Troy have they sort of given you the reins, hands off, let you just have fun and be creative?
2: Yeah, for the most part, that's. Um, that's the biggest part. And I love working for the brand. I'm not saying it because I work there. It's it's very cool. It's a completely remote company. I get along really well with Jordan and Troy. I talk with Jordan almost on a daily basis. We're always thinking of new things, bouncing ideas off. You know, it's a lot of times we'll just think of something like, hey, put this in the bookmark or yeah, let's hash this out. And like, nah, maybe not now. But we always are thinking of cool, innovative things, looking at opportunities. And that is the cool part, is that to his credit, he's a great CEO. He's a CEO, in other words, he he pays people to do their job. He, do, he doesn't have to. He doesn't micromanage. He, give, he gives. There's a lot of trust there, even from day one. Where as long as I found as I can explain something, the why and the how. For the most part, I don't get a lot of kickback on it. There certain times, obviously, like, hey, we need to be a touch cheaper, or you now I really, we really have to have this. You know, the analytics. You know, we, we just have to. I'm like, that's cool. Mm-hmm. You know, there there's a good, a healthy discussion in terms of the why. It's always a lot of good, thorough thought put into what we release, which is nice but um, some of the new stuff has been very cool, but then I think some of the finest work and some of the more unique things we haven't even released just yet but are in the queue um, in some existing categories, so I'm hoping to shake up some things. We have some fun stuff I'm working
0: on. You guys do a really good job. Since the day Elf line came out, I think that they are one of the superior brands in the space when it comes to digital marketing and reaching... Mm Customers through Facebook, TikTok, Social Troy does a good job. You mentioned analytics. How much of that is provided to you saying, hey, Drew, we have a ton of search terms or, or, you know, traffic on these particular terms. Or we notice that people are going to Google and looking for this particular ingredient. Is that provided to you so you can incorporate that maybe into a future formulation? I mean, I know you're kind of a nerd as well, so you would be interested in that type of material.
2: Honestly, this it is kind of an ongoing discussion. There's never a specific report or anything, but sometimes if we look to do something, okay, this is how typically typical about any formulation. It's like, all right, cool. Hey, we need we need X, Y, or Z. Like, all right, you know, my main questions is who, what, what exactly do you want the product to be? And I shape that by who is it meant to compete against? Who's the biggest competition? What price point do we want to sell it for? How much do I have to spend to make the damn thing? And you know, ideally, is there any like must-haves that you're looking to have in the product at least initially from there so from there we do competitive analysis look at whatever else competition is how they go about it servings ingredients costing some so forth and either a it's going to have you know some similarities or okay everybody's doing this nobody's doing this completely at least to me obvious thing that can make the product better so it's a combination. It's really product specific, and I think there's a lot of missed opportunities. A lot of brands are picking up on that we're going to be hopefully um, cashing in on very soon. Because like one, it's cool and it needs to be done because it's why not. And two, it's like, dude, like this is an obvious thing to me. I don't I can't believe nobody's thought to do this.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: So it goes both ways.
0: Can you talk to me about turkesterone? What's your thoughts on it? I mean, it's obviously the hot. Muscle building agent that every company in the world seemingly flocking to release. Testing is inconsistent. There's no standardization for testing. So there's a lot of question marks with that particular ingredient. comes from the ectosterone family, which, I mean, has some validity behind it with some different research. But on that particular ingredient alone, what's what's your honest feedback take on it?
2: There is a long discussion. Um, initially when it came up, I'm like, I don't want to use it. It's just, everybody else is doing it. It's just copy and paste. I just feel that it's just a follow the pack type thing. And we're like, yeah, we're not gonna, we're not gonna touch it. We're not, that's not who we are. Then it shifted to, Hey, okay, let's consider this maybe as part of something else on a reformulation. Um, we're looking at it hard then, but okay. It's not going to be just as is verbatim, same as everybody else. But then the recurring issue where I'm like, this is off the table, kind of decided like, now nah, we're not going to bother with it, is um, it's, as you mentioned, it's so inconsistent um, in terms of having a material that cons- consistently meets spec. Um, and I'll just leave it at this, is that there are issues finding consistent material with like 10% mm-hmm. actives, you know. So then when I see things that are claiming that they have 20% or significantly higher actives... I'm very curious because like, has that actually been tested for the actives, you know, and that isn't an accusation. It's not caught in and be out. It's just a plausible question. Like, well, if most are struggling to find consistent material that is hitting 10%, you know, like I'd be very impressed if it does in fact have a consistent material to be heating these higher ones. So it's just something that we have looked at. We did a very deep analysis on it. Um, I don't think the science is terrible on it. There isn't a good promising one. If the material is, correct mm-hmm. it's just I, I just it's really hard to find a specific consistent material that I would trust you know you know you can test every lot make sure does that it's just like what is it worth the trouble the gains and the, versus the investment and also once again I hate doing the same thing as everybody else yeah.
0: mm-hmm. well as you f- finalize the podcast mm-hmm. here Drew, I'll give you a, a chance to plug like what, what can alpha line fans fans of you fans of just science and, and supplements what can they expect for the rest of the year from alpha line that you can share
2: um, some of the palms everybody knows. We have a pre-workout of the month mm-hmm. every single month. We release a new flavor into products. Um, I think we have some really fun ones that are going to be rounding out the year. I'm actually quite excited for the one dropping in August. It's a really fun flavor, and it, it's it's like the one of these is like so obvious. From like it's been a long damn time since I've seen this flavor, and I'm like, why not? It's so it's a fun one. Um, August, um, and we're trying do things on the theme wise. And what I will say is, you know, it comes down to August, you think county fair, state fair, yes. um, carnival, so on and so forth. That's your hints of what the flavor may be. You'll be seeing that, I believe, uh, the first week of August there. It shipped today to the warehouse. It um, you know, also in a unique product. Um, we, we've released it before, but it's going to be a special one. Um, September is actually a pretty fun flavor as well. Same with uh, October. I mean, that's obviously the Halloween theme. We mm-hmm. already got that one locked in November and getting a little bit creative. Then, of course, you have your, your fun for December. So the palms are lined up for of the year. There'll be some fun ones. Um, there's a couple of potential facelifts um, for how some the appearances. That's an ongoing thing, as always. Um, but I'd say that's the main things I'll hint at because we do have something very, very, very big, at least right now, slated... Black Friday Um, yes it's a sale time but obviously if we can get everything on course and so far is there'll be a very big innovation in a new category um, around Thanksgiving I can say that
0: love it all right they want to follow you on the socials at vanilla gorilla drew on everything right
2: yeah I keep it simple I'm not hard to find at vanilla gorilla drew Everything from Venmo to Cash App to forget, Instagram <laughs> to TikTok. Anyone
1: wants to pay. I hate
2: TikTok. To pay. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Keep it consistent. There's no, no guessing.
0: You know? Love it, dude. Well, we appreciate you coming on.
2: Of course. Appreciate you for having me. Thank you guys for the chat.